Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cyclocross Social Podcast. Today I'm joined by Tuam. Hello. And by Tom. Hi guys. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. Just aced my maths test. That's amazing. I'm good as well, but no no tests for me this week. Well, that's good because uh, we are going to take a look ahead at the mythical Koppenberg course, which is on the program this Saturday. It marks the beginning of the X2O Badkamer Trophy, or at least that's what we hope. Because the race, at the moment, as it stands, the race will go on. But Tom, you live in Belgium. Tell us a bit more about what potentially could happen with this race. Yes, well, we have already seen uh, recent announcements over the coming days. The cancellation of the youth and junior races. And also the junior women are now not allowed to compete with the elites. But tomorrow we expect further announcements here in Belgium. And it does not look likely... In my opinion, the race will be able to go ahead due to the high probability of a national lockdown coming tomorrow, seems to be suggested. But hopefully there will be some exemptions and we can still see a fantastic battle on the Koppenberg this Saturday. Indeed, and these uh, things you mentioned, these are of course to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Um, Like you said, the youth race is already cancelled and this is... um, for all sports in Belgium so it's really sad for the juniors there's literally no chance for them to show themselves anywhere this season the, the it's not official yet but Villerflitz has reported that the juniors races at the European Championships for next week will be cancelled as well and that there's a big uncertainty about the under 23 races if there's a full lockdown do you think that this race would be cancelled or is it more common in Belgium that they like Uh, say okay we're going into a lockdown but it starts let's say Sunday morning well I think uh, previously they have they have given warning but if they come out tomorrow and say a lockdown is coming on a Monday or Sunday I don't think it really makes sense for them to run a race obviously we can see from the organizers but in my opinion if it has to be a lockdown on Sunday it's not sensible to ride the race on Saturday. Yeah, that makes sense. And we just need to hope that this race can go on because earlier today the Cross and Lunout also got cancelled, but um, the organization of the XVO Badkamer Trophy handled quickly and they replaced this race by a new cross in Herentals, if I'm not mistaken. Indeed, yes, yes. So that's at least something, but if Belgium is locked down, I do think that... Um, Indeed, you're right, and that it would be cancelled, so we just need to hope for the best, but it would be a last-minute decision, and it would be a shame, because the Koppenberg Cross is a nice race. However, we're of course going to take a look ahead at the Koppenberg Cross. Twan, what can you tell us about the parkours? Well, we are starting straight at the bottom of the main feature of the race, and it is the Koppenberg, a very hard climb, and I certainly wouldn't be getting up there if uh, you would put me at the bottom there. Uh, from a standing start but uh, then we dive into the fields and it is uh, quite technical with some up and down and uh, then we end up back at the foot of the Koppenberg and you have to climb it again and the finish line will be at the top. Indeed a very very famous parkour and I'm personally looking forward to it. Last year I actually was there and so was Tom. It was a bit cold a bit of rain it made the field a little bit slippery Tom, uh, what do you think that the weather will be like uh, this weekend? Well, we've had quite a bit of rain this week, 
but actually the weather forecast seems to be changing. We have conditions of sunny weather and 17 degrees maximum this Saturday. So anything but typical cyclocross conditions could provide even harder, almost 10 climbs for the elites up the Koppenberg, 17 degrees. You can expect to see some jerseys unzipped and some riders really suffering in these temperatures. Quite the contrast from what we had last year. Last year, I remember arriving there and the Koppenberg was, it was sheltered in a big bag of fog all around the Koppenberg. It was foggy, could barely see um, the bottom of the Koppenberg. So it's a big contrast to what we see this year. Last year, of course, we had the big battle there between Tom Pitcock and Eli Isubit. Pitcock isn't there this year. Is Isubit your guy's favorite for the Koppenberg Cross, or do you think that somebody else could be a competitor? Well, I think uh, Isubit certainly will be the man to beat. We also have Belgium champion Laurence Freak and Tournard, but both of them are slightly bigger riders, and obviously climbing the Koppenberg so many times. I think Isubit stands the favorite. Lars van der Haar as well, also very strong rider, small rider on the climbs, so he can be strong on this course as well, potentially. He's had two podium third place finishes the last few weeks, so maybe we'll see him go even higher next weekend. Yeah, I think uh, Tone Arts has to be the biggest challenger. Um, you can maybe slightly compare the climbing part of this race with Beringen, and of course, uh, Tone Arts got the better of Isubit in that one. So that will most likely be the battle that we'll, we will be seeing. And Lars van der Haard definitely up there for uh, maybe another third place. Those are indeed the two main people that we should keep an eye on. But Tone Arts for me personally has a bit of an advantage on Isabit Because I really remember those years that Arts was pushing um, not only van der Poel. But also um, Wout van Aert to the absolute limit on the Koppenberg. I think that he is really the man to beat, like Twan said. However, I would also like to point out Ryan Kamp. He got second last year in the under-23 category. What do you guys think that he can do? Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see the young talent as well. Clearly, he's been going well the last few weekends with some top 10 finishes as well. And, you know, also Thomas Main. The Brit, he won the Koppenberg Cross as a junior. Maybe he could be another outside challenger for a top five finish. He's finished in the top 10 earlier this season. And, you know, he clearly likes the course. So I think we're seeing the rise of the young talent. And it wouldn't surprise me to see some of these under 23 riders knocking on the door of a podium very soon. Yeah, I think uh, for Comp and mine, for example, you have to hope that they get a decent start and then just get that rhythm in and don't blow themselves up like uh, what has seemed to be the Quinton Hermans uh, special this season. And now that we're talking about it, Tom, you need to help us. How do you pronounce his name? Is it Thomas Mein or is it Thomas Mean? No, it's Thomas Main or Mean. It's definitely not Thomas Mine, as the commentator was saying last weekend, but he did correct himself after speaking with the team manager last weekend. But yeah, Thomas Mean is the, the, the British pronunciation, I'd say. 
well, that at least makes things a little m more clear for us and it will certainly help us and we'll try and pronounce it the right way in the following um, episodes of the podcast. If I take a look at the rest of the start list, I think we've had the main guys. I think you guys were right saying Van Turnout and Zweig are probably a bit too big for this. Hermans, he will probably blow up after the first lap again. Um, so Arts and Isabit will probably be the main guys. If I look at the rest of the grid, I see Ort maybe. Do you think he can do something, Twel? Uh, with it being sunny, uh, that would take a bit, uh, a bit away of the technical aspect. So that would definitely be an interesting shout indeed. And if I look at the rest of the starting list that is published by um, the Koppenberg Cross, I re it feels like uh, riders are missing there, but at the same time, all the guys are there, but it's just, it just feels like the start list is somewhat lacking quality, but it for sure isn't. Because I, it's going to be, I really don't see anybody who can uh, contend with Art and Isabit here on this climb. And uh, Sven Nijs will probably be downplaying the chances of Art by, Art by saying that Isabit is, is 15 kilograms lighter than him. Do you think he has a point or is this just... Uh, downplaying the chance of Isabi to take the uh, downplaying the chance of Arts to put the pressure on Isabi. Well, I think uh, power to weight is obviously clear on McCoppenberg, you know, but also you the weight is easier on McCobbles, and especially if it's slippy, which yeah, it might not be this weekend, but it's in the trees, but it could be some moisture, and actually to get the weight down over the back wheel improves the grip on the cobbles. I actually rode up the Koppenberg last week in similar conditions and it was still very slippy. The back wheel was spinning. So tire pressure, weight, all these different factors will come into play. Yeah, I think Sven Nice will always be downplaying Don Ars's chances in the public eye. Of course, that will be totally different when he's talking to Don Arts. Yeah, I think you have a point there. And if I look at the results of the past five years, I mean, the Koppenberg is something special. But on the other hand, most of the riders that are in the front now on the Koppenberg haven't re or in the front of the field the last couple of weeks haven't really performed on the Koppenberg. So I think we will definitely see some surprising names in the top ten. And then indeed, I it's such a it's such a tough race, you know. Anything can happen. We've seen Van der Poel come outside the top 10 here. Uh, it's, it's one of the hardest crosses of the year for sure. So certainly anything can happen. And in the women's race, it's even more uh, a factor. In the women's race, you often see riders like Geert de who usually are at the edge of the top 10. I mean, now she's retired, but in the last couple of years, she's usually at the edge of the top 10. But on the Koppenberg... She all of a sudden appears and seems to awaken and then ride herself away into the top five. And uh, as we're talking about the women's race, who do you guys see as the big favorite there? Well, I think world champion Alvarado, rider number one, you know, yeah, she'll, she'll be coming into this race aiming to take the win. But again, you have such a strong field in the women's race, you... Yara Castellan, Hamari Wurst, Lucinda Brand. I think it will be a good battle again, as, as usual. And maybe some of the smaller riders like Anna Kay, Alice Azufi, we could see up there. 
as well. So yeah, again, women's race really open. It'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm hoping Denise Betsma is able to get a good start. Uh, then she can definitely be battling for the victory. And I think, uh, of course, we're going to see a battle between Worst and Alvarado. And I think Worst might have the upper hand on this parkour. And I also see a new name this week in the cross uh, returning for this year. One of uh, Noah's personal favorites, Catablanca Vaz. Indeed, and I was just going to point her out a bit later on in this podcast. She finished 10th last year as first years under 23, if I'm not mistaken. Some really serious performances that she put in there. But I'll talk about her a bit later. Let's keep our focus on the front. Personally, for me, Denise Betsema is the favorite. She really showed how strong she is on a parker similar to this in Beringen. And last weekend, obviously the crash in the first corner in Ruddervoorde cost her a lot of time, managed to get back to 7th. I think she's really showing that she's strong. Of course, there was waiting in the front, but I think Denise Betsema is uh, going to do good here. And I think that um, because she's starting on the second or third row, because last season she missed a bunch of UCI points due to her suspension. But on the Koppenberg, the start, of course, the start is important. But you have the entire Koppenberg to make up uh, places. If you take your time and don't blow up straight away from the start, you can like push 10 watts more on the Koppenberg and you can find yourself going in, into the field as 4th or 5th despite your bad start place. Indeed, it's really a really tough long climb as well. You don't see anything like this in other races. It's a good 2 minutes from the start to the top of the climb, so you know... Actually, like you said, starting third row, if you can kind of move up a bit, you can then sit in the wheels. And as people tire at the front, then you can go by. Certainly, this is probably the only race of the season you don't really see the riders sprinting full gas off the start straight because you, if you sprint at the bottom of a Koppenberg, you just cannot sustain it on the 20% cobbled slopes. So, yeah. Tactics come really into play in this race. And Twan, Arzufi, she hasn't had the best start to the season. But the last two years, she podiumed the Koppenberg, so we can't not mention her. Do you think that the Koppenberg might be a turning point for her season? I, I would definitely hope so, but I, I just don't think she's in quite the right form. And that... Um, a cross like the Koppenberg cross just doesn't lie. If you're not good enough, you're probably not going to come close. So I'm hoping that she can like get a good top 10 placing, but I doubt it. Then a few names we haven't mentioned so far. Lucinda Brandt, Eva Lechner, NRK. What do you think? I think you could go on there. Yeah. And also, you know, if it's dry, the conditions could be a really it's going to be a really physical tough test we have a lot of kopaki for a lot of suda ladies you know a great rider on the road obviously uh, less so in the field but if we should believe the belgian broadcaster she should be able to top 10 uh, if she has a good start but yeah indeed i'm I, sure she <laughs> i seriously doubt that of the Koppenberg. <laughs> yeah i seriously doubt that but the belgian commentators are 
they uh, probably were got a bit too enthusiastic about that in the hope that somebody would get them a, a good result that Sonnenkamp isn't doing it so far. I know Twan is, uh, uh, has a small bias towards Lechner. Do you think that she can do something here um, as she did do things on the in Beringen? It looks promising. Uh, I think the Kopperberg cross uh, suits her uh, background of coming from the mountain bike. So I hope that she can, again, uh, be up there in that first group. Then I would like to know what you think about the youngsters that I'm going to name you now as well. Who do you guys think that will um, come out on top of this? Uh, we have, of course, Shirin van Androoy, Kata Blanca Vos, Puk Pietersen. And Anna Kay. I, I think uh, this could be a good course for Anna Kay. Small rider, good good climbing ability, good technical ability. You have to remember what goes up comes down. There are some tricky descents, fast descents on the Koppenberg. So it's not just about the legs. Uh, I think uh, Anna Kay definitely is a good shout there. Uh, did well last year. And... Uh, Katabanka Vaz, of course, with this being her first cross, it is going to be very hard to immediately get into that rhythm. Uh, of course, uh, Alvrao was able to do it, but that is a different class. Um, Van Androoy and Puk Pietersen, I think uh, Van Androoy will get uh, closest to challenging Anna Kay, and uh, Puk Pietersen will oh, certainly be riding a good race as well. Personally, I'm going to pick uh, Puk Pietersen. And I mean, maybe it's because I raced against her and I mean, I definitely got beaten by her big time. But nevertheless, I think that this is a course that suits her. I think this support, um, this course is better for the mountain bikers than your standard cross. And Pekpitis in her first cross finished 13th. I think that this will be something for her and she will ride in the top 10. Don't know, I think we've had it all, unless you guys have something else to note about the upcoming women's race. I think it's going to be a really, really open battle, and uh, anything can happen. Yeah, definitely. I did notice that Maud Kapteins is on the start list, and I thought she had gone into surgery already, but apparently no, she's still starting. I, th I think it's planned for the 13th of November, or 12th of November, something like that, but... Uh, okay. Of course, it shouldn't be cancelled because there's too many corona pe uh, patients inside the hospital. And I think that's a serious risk. Oh, yeah. However, let's make some picks. Let's pick somebody who you guys will think will win the men's race. I'll go for Isabit. Then I'll be going for Tonart. And then... Oh, you guys are making it hard for me. I'll pick... Michael van Toren out in that case. And then, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I have to pick somebody else. And then I think van Toren out is probably going to be the one that comes closest. Because in terms of form, I think van der Haar. But van der Haar isn't a winner. It's been such a long time ago I saw him win a race. I think he, he probably has the biggest chance of ending on the podium. But winning, it's something else. Then we also have a women's race. Let's pick somebody for that as well. Would you go? Uh, well, would I, you I like think... to go first this time? No, I'll go last again. Yeah, I think it's your okay. turn, eh? Uh, if I'll go first, then 
I'm going to pick Denise Betsema because I already explained it earlier. I think uh, she is really in a great form at the moment. And uh, I will I will go for the world champion then Alvarado. Okay, uh, then uh, I'll be going for Annemarie Worst. And now yeah. look how it's Lucinda Brandt who wins this race. So uh, it could very wrong. well be. It could very well be. I feel like we're maybe a bit underestimating Brandt indeed, but on the other hand, Brandt is a big rider and usually on the Koppenberg, they are, it causes them a bit of problems. But wait, there's only one way that we will find this out and that's by watching this race, which will be taking place on Saturday. So that is tomorrow if you're listening to this on Friday. If you're wondering where you can watch this, make sure to check cyclocrosssocial.com and or the Instagram page and you will not miss any of the action. I would like to thank Tom and Antoine for being here. Thank you for hosting. Yes, thank you. And then I would say enjoy the race and fingers crossed that the race actually goes through. Expect the decision to be made on this on Friday evening. I think around 8 o'clock they will announce it. But I'm not entirely sure on that. Anyway... Enjoy the race and have a good weekend. Goodbye.